Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back. Angle Pick Pod, it's Saturday morning, fight day. We've got UFC Vegas 55 here this evening. I'm joined by Dan. Dan, good morning. How are we doing? How are we doing on this beautiful Saturday? Beautiful Saturday, indeed. Um, a lot of sports on, but we're excited for this card in particular, and that's what we're here to break down. We are obviously a little bit later in the week than normal. Um, don't want to shortchange anybody. We're still going to work our way through the card and bring to you what we can. Reese, MIA, Parker on the golf course, but you got the two most important characters here. The glue. Parker's going um, low. One more time. Parker's going low. He texted me. He said he was going low. I said, you better be missing out on the pod. You know what I'm um, here for? We're going we're gonna to make some money today in his absence. We've got prelims starting at 3 Central, main card at 6 Central. Um, I guess before we jump into there, uh, let, let's do news and notes first. Let's roll, run through some news and notes and then work our way through the card quickly, albeit, but we're going to get you something. Um, it's been what almost two weeks now since we did news and notes. So this is, these are the most critical items. We got about 10 fight announcements and, uh, we'll wait till we get the larger group together for some of the other things, but I'm just going to roll through some fight announcements because those always, they don't sleep. They catch up to us if we don't go through them. Um, Armin Saruki and Matus Gamrat. That's June 25th, the week after Austin. That'll be sweet. And the interesting part about that one, um, I think it's a five-round co-main is what they announced. So they're, they're still going to have a main event that's obviously five rounds on, on top of that. But uh, double five-round fights at, at, on a fight night card is awesome. Uh, that should be a fun one. And that'll be the week after PFL. Maybe you get some insight from your girl Kayla Harrison on Mateus. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That, um, that'd be interesting. Um, Volk Holloway trilogies, you see UFC 276. That's July 2nd. We haven't announced that one yet, but a very fun one. Definitely. And I, and I really hope, I sincerely mean this, that I hope fans aren't getting bored of this because I could watch this a million times. I mean, these are the two highest level featherweights in the world right now. Um, maybe two of the greatest featherweights to ever be in the UFC uh, I, I would love watching them fight 25 minutes, like schedule it once every three months, just like clockwork. I think I'm pretty excited to be on Holloway in that one. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think the line won't do him justice. We know how close that fight's been every time it's been fought. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to set the spread for it. That, that'll be one that, um, it, I mean, they're, they're always a close fight. Those guys can match each other in absolutely every way, shape, skill. It's awesome. Another fun one on that card, UFC 276, Jim Miller and Bobby Green. That is a fun one. Good Bobby Green is coming off a loss of Islam. It was, what, two weeks after his win over – I'm blanking. But somebody who stepped way up in competition to get Islam and, you know, put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. RDA versus 
Raphael Fazeev, re, re, rebooked. We got, a, that's, I believe, main event on July 9th. That'll be the week after the pay-per-view there. Definitely. Matchup for who's the best Raphael. And another matchup of names, Billy Q and Bill Algio, July 16th, the week after that. Another violence. Has to go by William from here on out. <laughs> also on July 16th, Ricky Simone and Jack Shore. Ooh, now that's a fun grappling matchup. Um, the following week, we tweeted it yesterday. Makwani Amir Khani against none other than the Inkwapik Zone, JSP, in London. That'll be an awesome one. And I think that the public's going to be on Mr. Finland. I think that JSP is going to be sneaky there. And it's going to be – I don't know if we'll get an underdog line, but I, I think that we'll get a good opportunity to play Ooh, I kind of expect to get an underdog line. I'm looking at my chops. I'm hoping so. I'll be all over it. Um, the following week, we got another pay-per-view, also in July, um, 277. The first one, we got two announcements for that card. Drew Dober and Rafael Elves. Very fun. And then Kai Car France and Brandon Moreno for the interim flyweight gold. That'll be absolutely awesome. Um, I mean, Kai Car France has earned the shot. I'm not sure how close that fight's going to be, but he surprised a lot of people on, on this on this title run, so or this contender run. I'm excited for it. Brandon Moreno is as fun as they get. And is Figgy hurt? Is that why they we're going interim there? I think so. And this is also the second time these guys have fought. I believe Moreno beat Kai Car France already. Yeah, 245 back in 2019. Uh, unanimous decision to Brandon Moreno. That three-rounder, uh, though? Yes, it must have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had to have been. Um, Vicente Luque and Jeff Neal, that's August 6th. Man, I would not want to fight Vicente Luque ever. Just a scary guy to face. He's kind of a guy that fights up and down to his competition. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad read? No, it's a great. It's a great read. He he'll, he'll take you anywhere you want to go and try and outdo you, which can hurt you. Last one is Bobby Knox, Robert Whitaker, and Martin Vittori rebooked to September third. Happy birthday to our mom. Happy birthday, mom. We're we'll watching um, Bobby Knox with you. Bobby Knox and. Tequila, very likely for our family that day. Yes, sir. Um, that's those are the critical fight announcements. I figured we'd get through those while we can. Um, let's just jump right to this week's card. That's what people are here for. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's a. I'm, I'm gonna not bury the lead. It's not the most stacked card in terms of name value, but I, I think we've got some awesome matchups here. We've got 11 fights on it. Um, some people that I think could be real contenders coming out of it. Some people to really pay attention to um, and, and some really even fights. I think that there's some opportunity here. If you, if, if you are feeling strongly on it in any direction, but uh, let's get into it. The first well, how one, do you, how, do you, how do you want to do this? Interest. You want to just work our way up the prelim card and work our way. If you got any plays, call them out. Sure. It is Saturday morning after all. So let's, 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 Work on solidifying a card here. Definitely. So women's straw weight, first fight on the, on the prelim card, Elise Reed and Sam Hughes. Elise Reed is your favorite around minus 150. Yeah, and this is one where I'm going to let the science ride. Um, I'm not 
I, I really, in all honesty, I agree with the line. Um, at least Reed showed in her sh two short fights. I mean, that, the one versus Jara Eubanks up whatever 20 pounds it was. Um, I didn't learn much from there, but she showed that she's a skilled fighter against Corey McKenna, and she should be able to outskill Sam Hughes here. I'm just not so confident in um, really in, in either of these women. This will be this will be a pass for me, but I'll let the science roll. Um, Sam Hughes is her only win in the UFC is to someone that has zero wins in the UFC. So the, the, the skill level of these women is just not quite there, but um, fair enough. Pass. It's an early, it's an early fight card start, right? So people will probably get some beer trickling in. Not so um, I guess while we're here, we've got women's bantamweight main event. We'll get to there in a second, but we should talk about women's dogs. The last two weeks since we've last updated the folks at the ink click pod, the listeners, Three and three, up a few units. We're up 12.6 units just by backing all dogs in 2022. And there have been a handful that have been like, you know, hey, hand up, not going to play this one. Hand up, not going to play this favorite. And that's not us betting favorite. That's just taking those out, not accounted for in that up 12.6 units. So that's if you take away the flagged ones, we're probably up close to like 40 units. That's, that's, I mean, that's significant. <laughs> That is that really, I mean, I know we joke and say it's science, it's a system, the algorithm. It, I mean, it really, it, it works. Um, I'm going to do the quick math and take out all the favorites over 300 for the most part and see what that number is while we're breaking down the next fight, which is, as we're working our way up, the prelims card, Chase Hooper and Felipe Calaris. This is an interesting fight. Um in the past, I've faded Chase Hooper. I mean, he's just been a guy that was brought into the UFC a little bit too young. Um, he still kind of isn't fully built out in, into his form. I, I mean, I, I'm hoping that the year off, maybe he, I don't know, took steroids, got in the gym, got some form of muscle or, or learned how to strike. But he, he's a jujitsu expert that is a very low percentage of landing takedowns, which is just tough to stay surviving. I mean, if you, if you can't get the fight to the floor and you rely on your jujitsu and your striking is as bad as Chase Hooper's is, that could be a big problem. The thing about this matchup though, is he's fighting a guy who, or he's fighting a guy at featherweight who bounces between bantamweight and featherweight is actually more of a natural bantamweight, a guy that's going to be a lot smaller, a lot shorter, um, even even though Chase is going to be as skinny as Chase is always always has been, and he looked on the scale, he was just as skinny as he always has been. But um, this is a situation where I actually think, excuse me, I actually think the value is on Chase Hooper. At uh, I'm seeing it up all the way up to plus one seventy on Bet three six five right now. But uh, I just think that he'll be able to lean on Felipe maybe. Uh, get him against the get him against the cage and, and take his back or something and, and really just create an awkward scramble um, and find a hole. I think that the size is going to be a big factor. And I mean, we we've seen guys like Alex Caceres and, and Steven Peterson um, just out strength Chase Hooper. And, and I just don't think that Kolaris is going to be able to do that, even though I think he's going to come in with that game plan. What I've seen from him is he looks most confident when he's 
wrestling and in, in, in his opponent's guard landing ground and pound. And that's just not a place to hang out against Chase Hooper. Just not smart. But no plays? No play. It's I'm I want to play Chase, but I, I'm not. I I just he's I, he's not a guy that I love to support when he's in there. Uh it's could be it's it's really frustrating when you have money on him just because of uh he, he kind of a he kind of employs the Ryan Hall game plan of let me roll around for your ankles and hopefully this works. And a lot of times against low level fighters, even it doesn't. Um, Bantamweight bout is next up. We have Jonathan Martinez and he is a minus two twenty five favorite over Vince Morales. Yeah. And I tend to like the, um, Vince Morales side here this is another one where I really want to play it. But um, Jonathan Martinez is a really skilled fighter. I think he's the better striker of these guys. Um, I mean, especially those calf kicks. He's great at working behind his jab. He's going to have a, a decent size advantage here. Um, let me actually look at the reach. 70-70. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's not so bad. But um, – Morales is a, is another guy who kind of fluctuates between bantamweight and featherweight versus Martinez, who's a natural featherweight. The thing about this is that I think that Vince is going to be tougher than Morales is expecting. I think he's going to be able to close the distance and um, not let Martinez just pick him apart from uh, from the distance for the whole fight. I think that it, in the apex, it's going to be a little bit tough for Martinez to stay on the outside and work that footwork for the whole time. Um and so I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on the, the dog. I'm seeing him all the way up at a plus 235 on five dimes. And I think that'll probably see my card. That's just a huge number to me. Yeah, that's actually a, I don't have a way to get Betway account, but that's an arbitrage opportunity. You get Martinez at minus 225 and Morales at plus 235 on five dimes. Great to know. For those of you listening, I mean, if you have Betway and five dimes, make some free money. Free money. Um, next fight up the prelim card, Omar Morales, Euros Medic. Omar Morales is a slight favorite. It looks like minus 135. Um, Euros the other side, you can get him at plus 127. And Omar is going to be my first official play of the night. Um, I mean, he's coming off of a loss to JSP. Obviously, we know, I mean, we were just talking about how much we have respect for JSP and think he's one of the top contenders, but Omar's also a guy who went a full 15 minutes with Giga and, and fought competitively, I will say. Um, Euros, I expect to come out fast, um, kind of try and put the hurt on Omar really early, and, and there's going to be a hectic maybe three minutes where you're just trying to, or Medic is trying to land big, but I think after that, Omar just comes on strong and doesn't stop. I know he's going to have uh, more pace, I know he's the tougher guy. I think he's the better striker in totality. I know he's got the best, better gas tank. Um, I think this is a great situation to lay it. 137, five dimes, 135 Caesars. That seems like a, a really nice spot. And um, unless I get a call from Reese, otherwise, this is probably what I'm going to go with for the ankle lock. Good to know. Let's lock that one in. Um that ankle lock is 10 and six and won a few in a row here. 
Um, next fight up the card, heavyweight, Jaltan Almeida is a big favorite over Parker Porter. Almeida is clocking in minus 540 straight up. And do you have in front of you what they weighed in at? I, I know that there was a huge discrepancy. Parker Porter near the heavyweight limit. And Jalton, who's normally a light heavyweight, taking this kind of just as a stay busy fight, uh, was very near the, the bottom of the They're listed 224, 265. Is that possible? Yep. I think that uh, I think that's exactly what it was, which is interesting. Um, that being said, Jalton is one of those guys that I was mentioning in uh, – the beginning of the show as a real contender going forward. Um, I mean, he's built like an action figure. He, we've talked about light heavyweight, not being the deepest division. I think that he's part of this new generation. Um, that's going to, that's going to be competing for belts soon. I mean, he, he, he's as much as whatever he is at a, is going to be as Kobe just mentioned, a lot smaller than Parker. Um, I'm worried about Jelton maybe gassing just because the only times we've seen him get to a third round, it's, I mean, it, it's been a loss for him. The only decision he's ever been in, but um, that's because his submissions are so great. That's because his takedowns are so great. He's an awesome grappler. I don't, it's, I mean, it's Parker, a huge skill discrepancy here. It's a big body against somebody who's an up and comer. Yes, exactly. And Parker Porter, we've talked about in the past. I mean, he's he's fighting guys like Parisian and Sherman at even line fights. Um, Almeida, sorry, even as underdogs, minus two forty five. Any interest there? What was it? Sorry, Almeida inside the distance, two forty five. Minus two forty five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still that's that that's how I think he's going to get it done. But if I'm like forcing my hand to play this, I'm playing just in round one. Which I'll get you that number is plus one oh five. Yeah, I mean that's still not a great bet, but that's Jelton's going to come out there and look for a finish early, and I haven't seen enough from Parker Porter that says he's going to be able to stop it. But I mean, Parker Porter is probably the bet there. Like it's um, we we we've been around anything, and we do been doing this show enough to look at all these giant lines like whatever, minus 1,300 on Mamadov yesterday or uh, these minus 600s on guys that have, like, one or two UFC fights besides the Contender Series. And we, we've just seen it go left so many times. I won't be laying the juice, and I won't be throwing it in any parlays, but I expect Jalton to go out there and get a first-round finish. Um, prelim main event, Joseph Holmes and Alan Amadowski. Middleweight bout, Holmes is your favorite, minus 200. Yeah, and I like Holmes a lot here. Uh, I, th I mean, I, I think he's going to be similarly to what you said um, for Jalton Almeida a second ago. I think there's a skill discrepancy here almost everywhere. Uh, I like I like Holmes as a grappler. We saw um, he's got six inches on him. Yeah, exactly. He's got he's going to be much bigger. He's got the reach. And he's got a huge grappling advantage. I don't see him using that reach to full effect, but I, I, I see it being a reason to not have a lot of faith in Amadovsky. And then you also look at the 14-second knockout loss 
Amadovsky had to another grappler and John Phillips. I mean, that, that could, that's as big of a red flag as I could possibly find. I mean, it's a 14 second knockout. That was John Phillips's only win in his past six fights since 2018. So do you have a play here? I, I'm going to be playing Joseph Holmes straight. Minus 200. Uh, yeah, the 200s, it's getting a little bit shaky, but um, I still think it's it's a great play, and I expect him to dominate Amadowski. Fair enough. Um, first fight of the main card, Eric Anders, middleweight bout against Jung Young Park. Jung Young Park is your favorite. Um, minus 195 over at five dimes. Eric Anders up to plus 180 at five dimes. And he had a whole thing this week where he's, he can't wait to put some money on himself. He was shocked that he was a dog. Yeah. And usually when fighters are saying that, I mean, they, they know something. However, Eric Anders is a frustrating guy to bet on just because when he's on, he's on. And sometimes he just doesn't show up. I mean, he, he's a 50, 50 fighter in the UFC he loses to good competition or he loses, he beats good competition. He loses the good competition. He loses to bad competition. He beats bad competition. I was shocked at how easily he let Andre get his arm in, in the, in, a, in that last matchup. Um, I don't think June young park's going to put on anywhere similarly of a game plan, but the fight IQ, it, it, it worries me. And I know that, He's moved from Fortis to Fight Ready, and, and there's so much hype behind Fight Ready as a gym right now, and, and their game plans even. I just don't know what to expect from this one. I want to play it because he's confident, not because of what I'm seeing on the tape. Uh, what I'm seeing on the tape, I think Jun Young Park is just going to have more output, and this is going to be a, a decision that Jun Young Park ends up eking out probably two rounds to one. Um it's just, Eric has always been, there's so much potential. I mean, he's a former division one football player. He's got all of the athleticism he's been with. I mean, Fortis is a pretty elite. It's not the most elite, but he's been at elite camps with great coaching and great competition. And you see glimpses of it. It's just not always, sometimes he, he goes and lays an egg. And so I, if I'm playing this, I'm playing it for like one unit. But I don't think I want. I don't think I will. I, the only reason I want to play it is because he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the guy you want to ride with, obviously. At the end of the day. Right, it's a dog who's going to fight for your money. But that, even as I say that, I don't believe it. I've been burned before by him as not being a dog that's going to fight for my money. Well, it'll all play out. We'll see if it ends up being on your card or not. But it sounds like leaning no. Um. Women's strawweight bout is next up on the main card. Tabitha Ricci started as a big favorite, still sitting at a slight favorite over Pollyanna Viana. Um, let's see what that number is. We have Ricci minus 120. Viana, you can get it plus 112. Yeah, this we talked about on set the spread as like a potential just value play, even though it's a woman's favorite. And I kind of agree. I, I want to tell you to take the science away from this one, even though it's such a closely lined fight. The way I'm seeing Pollyanna is, I mean, she's being touted as this jujitsu wizard getting quick arm bars in the first round in uh, her last two UFC fights, but it's not the best competition. I mean, it's Emily Whitmire, 
who I look to fade all the time. Mallory Martin, who I also fade a decent amount. I mean, I'm not sold that Pollyanna Viana's Jits is that great. I think that Tabitha Ricci is going to be comfortable wrestling her. I really do. Um, and, and she's got her own, she's got pretty great jujitsu in her own right. Um, obviously coming in and getting a debut against Manon Foireau is just brutal, but, um, she showed that she's got the skill against Maria Oliveira. Um, I, I don't want to play this because I hate women's MMA friends. Don't let friends bet on women's MMA favorites. Um, but man, I like that Richie side just because of the, the line movement and the perceived value. So real quick, I went through and I took out Foxy Roxy, Casey O'Neill. That was a flagged one. Miranda Maverick, Sabrina Mazzo flagged. Manon Foireau, Jennifer Maya flagged. Penny Kianzad versus Lena Landsberg flagged. And Myra Bono Silva versus Wu Yanan. Those are all the minus 350 and higher women's dogs. And if you take those five fights out, all of a sudden we're up 37.6 units. And so it sounds like there might be two that we're thinking about flagging going forward on this fight because Danny just said he's leaning Ricci. And we talked about home already on set the spread as well. So might have two flagged ones here. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we keep moving our way up. Chidi and Jokani and Dusko Todorovic middleweight bout is next up and your favorite Chidi and Jokani minus 250 pretty much across the board. Yeah, I've become a big Chidi fan, especially with that quick disposal of MAB um, that really surprised me. It really did. But I think he's shown that he's well-rounded. He's rounded himself, his skill set out so well. He's always had the elite striking. Um, I mean, I, I've seen through the Mario Souza fight, too, on the Contender Series, that the grappling's there now, too. And I just don't like him being this big of a favorite against a guy who also has those skills. How I see this fight playing out is Chidi catching Dusko because Dusko does not move his head off the center line. We talk a lot about Dusko leaving his chin in the air. Um, and even in, in a lot of his, his wins, I mean, Maki Patolo, Daquan Townsend, he's getting caught and dropped. It's I, I, the, the two losses took away the hype train, but um, Dusko is still pretty skilled. I wanted, I wanted to bet Chidi here. I don't think I'm going to include him anywhere. Um, maybe, maybe a knockout prop. What is that like? Sorry. Checking with the analytics department. Hang on. We got a cheaty knockout prop. I'm seeing plus cheaty 110. Plus 110. You can get cheaty in the first plus 250. Cheaty in the second plus 470. That's not incredibly tasty. I might play it for one unit, though. I think Chidi's going to knock Dusko out. All right. People's main event next up. We have welterweight bout between Santiago Ponzinibbio and your favorite, Michelle Pajera. Pajera is minus 130 at five dimes. And Ponzinibbio, you can get plus 125 a couple other spots. Yeah, this is another play for me. I like Pereira here. This... Um slow, more methodical version of Pereira is just a scary, scary person. 
Um, and he's huge for welterweight. Uh, reset it on set the spread that if we set this line three years ago, Ponzi is probably a favorite and probably going to win. But this 35-year-old Ponzi, almost 36-year-old Ponzi, um, after the layoff is just not the same. We've got Michelle Pereira entering his prime. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really I, I like Michelle here. I think that if that same Michelle that we saw last time comes out, he's going to be able to pick Ponzi apart for most of this fight. It's kind of more than just last time. It's his last few fights, maybe three or four fights. I guess Nico Price was a little bit wishy-washy, but he fought smart against Chaos Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm obviously a big Pereira fan, so I'm leaning on that side of things anyway. Um, our main event, we alluded to it a couple times. We've got a five-rounder for Holly Holm, Ketlin Vieira. Holly Holm, a big favorite. Minus 220 is the lowest you can get her. Uh, minus 225 at five dimes. Um, and we previewed this one as maybe being flagged. It's just again, an, another total skill discrepancy here. Yeah. I I mean, Holly Holm is, is for me, as, as good as they come in terms of just martial artists and, and having an awesome career. I mean, obviously, there's the highest of highs with uh, the, I mean, the knockout that changed the sport and Ronda Rousey and, and allowed her Holly to hold the belt. But, I mean – She's a woman who's had like 20 MMA fights. She was a former world champion boxer. Um, the Jits is there. She's just as good as they come. And I'm not sold on Ketlin Vieira really as a contender at all. We talked about that Misha Tate win not showing us much. I mean, she's supposed to beat Misha Tate at this point in their careers. And then, then the other one coming to Sarge, I, I think Holly Holm is just going to smoke her. And I, I – Threw this together in my best fight odds. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm not going to play a cheaty prop. I'm going to parlay Holly and cheaty. It pays dead even. It's a, I like that better. There you go. Um, that's it. That's what that's the card for this evening. We'll get this out, obviously, as soon as possible here. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with Set the Spread for what's the, next week is Bull Call Rosenstrike. Fun, fun matchup. Um, that'll be in the Apex. We'll have set the spread out Sunday evening. And, and I've got uh, a really good feeling about that one. I think I'm going to win it. Awesome. Let's get it. Uh, close oh, it up while we're there. Actually, before we go, I've been getting text updates from Parker, who's having the career round of his life right now. He's one under through eight. I, don't I have no idea that ball. he was playing well when I said he was going low, by the way. He is playing career golf right now. Let's go, Pico. That's good vibes. That's definitely good so vibes. So we got to bet Parker Porter? Nope, you don't. <laughs> Parker's doing anything, the unthinkable. I'm not betting Parker Porter. Parker's doing the unthinkable today. You know what? Some people believe in signs. Close up with Poha. Poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.